Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to a special edition of the Baseball America podcast. Very honored to be joined by, uh, we, we honored our, our Baseball America Gala. We honored the Kansas City Royals, our 2014 Organization of the Year. Honored to have General Manager Dayton Moore with us. Dayton, congratulations. Obviously, it's been a, a very fun ride this year. As you look back on it, I know we've talked a little bit about it. One of the things that's so so important to you about this is, is, is what this means for the, the city and the community, not just Kansas City, but the area. Well, no, no doubt. I mean, we, we had an amazing challenge when we came to Kansas City, and one that you know, our entire leadership embraced very well. We knew we were going to have to build an organization through scouting and player development. It was the, the vision of uh, Dan and Dave Glass, and uh, they gave us all the resources necessary and uh, the time to do it, but uh, it's been unbelievable to see our fans and and our community rally around our team, and as you said, unite the the families and uh, you know bring joy to their lives. Looking back on it, when you started, you knew it was going to be <laughs> it was going to be a long build. There's also though part of we one of the challenges of that is is that you also are putting a major league team out on the field. And I know we've talked about when we were doing the organization of the year story. Those first years. There are times when you guys were making some moves that that people would go, what you know, what are they doing with that move? And I, I know you said one of the things I found interesting. You said that wasn't always necessarily a bad thing from the standpoint of you, you need to develop interest again in the Royals. Well, we did. We, we knew we needed to be aggressive in all areas possible to acquire talent. And uh, you know, the, one of the challenges we had was yes. We had to build a great farm system, and, you know, J.J. Pocolo and Lonnie Goldberg, Renee Francisco, Mike Arbuckle, Scott Sharp, so many people instrumental along with our coaches and, and our managers that, that did the heavy lifting, truthfully. But we also had to uh, manage some expectations at the major league level. We, we, we never wanted to lose 100 games. We wanted to be as competitive as we possibly could, especially during those early years, and uh, do our best to communicate uh, to our fans what we were trying to do to uh, make sure that they understood the process, but also to allow them to debate us and uh, to, to be engaged uh, you know, with our team. So it was all very important to be completely transparent and, as I said before, do our best to, to win and, and be successful, rather, or to be competitive at the major league level. When did you sense that the tide was starting to turn? Because, again, it was, you know, those first couple of years, you knew... The first, five, the first year you guys added five key guys who down the road ended up being key guys on this World Series team, but they were years away. You know, when, when Haas broke into the major leagues and, and had that success when he initially broke in, and I think it just really inspired everybody, and, and uh, I think it gave some teeth to our plan, some validity to what we were trying to do within the community, but truthfully, J.J., we just worked every single day on trying to get better and uh, tried not to get so caught up in the outcome and just tried to get better each and every day in some area. And hopefully, uh, you know, if we, if we did that and committed to that process, you know, someday we might wake up and be good. Now, you, you were one out away from, you know, from the ultimate prize. How hard is it? I mean, now, obviously, the, the work is to try to get back there. 
how hard is it? Obviously, is it easier in some ways because now you've developed a foundation. You know in 2015 you don't have to convince a fan base, no, pay attention to us. They're there. They're, they're, they're hooked in. How does it change, I guess I should say, going into 2015? Well, that's, that's a great point. And, you know, I think the biggest thing it does is, you know, our players, I think, realize that they can compete. They can compete on, on the, uh, the highest stage and, and the highest platform and, and compete well. And I think that's what it does more than anything else. But, uh, you know, we're certainly not going to sneak up on anybody. We're going to have to continue to, to add to our roster, make changes to our roster, massage it in ways. They're going to keep us competitive. And uh, certainly, uh, you know, we're here at the winter meetings and we're doing our best uh, to build our team, uh, you know, for the 2015 season and beyond uh, to be as competitive as we can and hopefully get back to the World Series. How much does a playoff run, again, y'all are a smaller revenue market. There's no, no, no question about that. How much does a going – y'all played as many games, you know, in the World Series. You know, you went to game seven of the World Series. How much does that help from a revenue standpoint? I mean, not just the ticket sales, but a well, lot more it, Royals well, caps around no there. Well, there's no doubt. It, it helps. There's no doubt about it. And, uh, but unfortunately, you know, the market's not getting any cheaper either. I mean, the, the prices for players, uh, the economics of this game aren't standing still. In, in terms of uh, trying to acquire free agent talent. And uh, so, you know, we're never going to be big players on the free agent market. Uh, hopefully we can supplement our team, you know, with uh, some moves like we did last year with Jason Vargas and Omar Infante and, 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 and make some, you know, minor, de- you know, some, some deals like that that uh, were important to our team. And just going forward, I mean, we're, we've got the, the core group together. And uh, we're going to make additions along the way to support this core group, and knowing full well that uh, you know Lonnie Goldberg and JJ and uh, and Renee and all of our scouts and development people, they have the very tough task of keeping the pipeline full and uh, transitioning the championship type players to Kansas City. I, I did want to. There's a lot of people that you could single out, but you mentioned Renee, and he's one that really jumps out to me because. You know, you look back, and again, this is not a criticism of previous regimes or anything, but before Renee came along, the Royals were not getting really... Uh, I look back at the 2003, 4, 5 DSL teams, I don't think any of them made the big leagues. And you look at what Renee, and not just Renee, but obviously the international scouting staff, the the, you know, the, the, the Latin American complex staff, and, and Victor Baez and everyone down there, you guys have developed a, a kind of a, a Latin American juggernaut in many ways. Well, you know, Mr. Glass wanted to build a model organization, and he wanted us to be very competitive internationally. And and uh, but but the truth of the matter was, from 1996 to 2006, the Royals were last in expenditures in Latin America. Well, we all know that's where your high ceiling talent comes yeah. from. So. You know, Renee Francisco had done, has done an incredible job of putting together first-class development staff, scouting staff, you know, throughout uh, Latin America. You know, we're trying to do a better job in the Eastern Rim going forward. That's one of the, the plans we have uh, for the future. But, uh, you know, we, you can't be a successful organization and win championships unless you have a strong international program. And Renee and his people, Orlando Estevez, uh, have done an unbelievable job. Again, congratulations. Thank you for uh, for attending here, the Baseball America Gala. Great that we have it back. Congratulations to you. You know, you all had all the affiliates here. Omaha, uh, you know, don't want to slight them. Omaha, you're, you're back-to-back uh, AAA champs, which is – that's very hard to do. Yeah, that's, that's unbelievable. And I appreciate you, J.J., and what you all do at Baseball America. You, you guys have brought a lot of honor to the game over the years, and you should be proud for that. Well, thank you. Okay. Thank you, Dave thank Moore. You. Okay. Appreciate Thanks. it.
Another part of the uh, the Baseball America Awards Gala podcast here. We're very honored. We're very honored to have you here tonight, and very honored to have you join us, Chris Bryant, the uh, our minor league player of the year. <laughs> Amazing season. We've been obviously following your career for for quite a while, and. It just seems like it keeps going on to, to bigger and better things. You've had a lot. You've been doing this. You've been doing the award circuit uh, a whole lot this week. What is it, you know, when you get done with the season, what does it mean, though, to be able to kind of attend this with your family and, and kind of share this these kind of moments? Yeah, it's just it's awesome because they don't really get to experience every game that I get to in the season. So it's kind of cool for them to, you know, it's like a last hurrah thing for the whole season. They get to come to all the awards things, and, you know, I'm very honored to be able to win all these awards. Um, but, you know, after tonight, I think, uh, you know, I'll be in the past, and I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, a good 2015 season. That's got to be exciting, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've already seen it. You know, you guys, the Cubs organization, you've been playing with uh, some, some very talented teams. Right. How excited are you looking ahead? I mean, just when you see what could be before too long. Yeah, very exciting, especially being here at the winter meetings and hearing all this buzz. It's uh, something that I definitely want to be a part of. And, you know, I got the chance to play with a lot of good guys, uh, you know, this season in Tennessee and Iowa. And, uh, you know, they were all so great. And, you know, I'm just looking, I'm really looking forward to playing for, with them for a long time. I, I, I kind of along those lines, I mean, you said. You know, some of the some of your teammates have already made it up there. I mean, you've played yep. with Solari, Baez, and, and those guys. As you go into 2015, what are some of your? You know, obviously you want to get better every year, but what are I mean, what are you looking for going into 2015? I mean, you head into spring training. Obviously, the things that are outside of your control are where you know, do you start in the season, the majors, the minors, all that. But what with what's in your control, what are you kind of looking forward to for 2015? Well, I really think the only thing I can control is, uh, you know, my attitude and going about this. I understand there's, uh, you know, some business aspects of this game, but um, I really don't let that affect me just because I can't control it. Like you said, if I go out there and I'm thinking about that, then it's ultimately going to affect my game. And, you know, if uh, you know I want to get to the big leagues, I have to have, you know, perform on the field, and that's what I'm going to try to do, go out there, you know, in spring training, training show them what I got and um, have a lot of fun doing it. Chris, uh, the last thing, uh, we've sat together a couple times this week now. Uh, to me, the, I, I didn't even put it together that you were getting all these awards and there are Baseball America issues everywhere with Joey Gallo on the cover, <laughs> with Sin City Slugger on the cover. And, but we talked about it the other day. We kind of joked about it. But what is the deal with this Las Vegas explosion of power? And when, at what point like, did you think this was normal? Growing up playing against Bryce and, and playing with Joey and your dad coaching Joey and that kind of thing, at what point did you start to realize, wait a minute, this is a different kind of group? Yeah, I think uh, maybe when I think me and Joey and Bryce all started to get into professional baseball. Um, but, you know, growing up, I was just so used to it. We had, I mean, not, not just those three guys. There were a lot of guys in Vegas that were really good at, you know, playing this game. And, you know, now it's pretty cool to see three guys just, uh, you know, trying our best to get there. And, you know, obviously Bryce is doing great things. You know, I'm so happy for him. And Joey, too. <clears throat> Me and him having the friendly competition of uh, <laughs> who hits the most home runs. But he's always been a great kid. I had a blast with him at the Futures game. And, you know, I really wish nothing but the best for them. But, uh, you know, it's a good little friendly competition we got going here. And, uh, you know, it just says a lot about the sport of baseball in Las Vegas. He broke the truck. You got all the hardware. So that's a good <laughs> trade. I think you win that trade. I want to just thank you again for coming out here. We've had a 
great history with minor league players of the year coming out. But I, I was just joking to Will Lingo. Next year we got to name a Vanderbilt guy because it's in Nashville next year for the winter meeting. So <laughs> Vanderbilt guys already have an early lead for minor league player of the year. So thanks a lot, Chris. Yeah, thank you guys. I had a blast. Thank you guys. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. And JJ, I do want to just really quick wrap up and just say it's really cool for Baseball America to have been able, for us to be able to do this again. We had an awards gala every year from 2001 to 2008, and to be quite blunt, the 2008 awards gala deserved to be put out of its misery. That was not a good event. I wasn't proud to be part of that event. I was proud to be part of this event tonight. So I think a lot of people who listen to this and know Baseball America know I've worked here a long time and know that Will Lingo and I worked together a long time at at co-editor-in-chief for nine years. I'm just really thankful that Will, as general manager of BA now, reinstituted this event. And uh, thanks to our parent company and the Enthusiast Network for providing the events team to allow us to have the, the, and the awards gala tonight. It means a lot to me personally that we were able to bring this back. It, it, was, it was a blast. Uh, you know, we, there was many people we got to honor tonight. It's great to see the Roland Heeman Award uh, you know, back where we honored Dave Duncan. We honored I, Chris Bryant. I had so many invitations tonight I had to hold back. The, Tim Wilkin was here with the Cubs. We had uh, Roland Heeman. I love my Roland Heeman impersonation. It's deep in my repertoire of impersonations. I'm not going to bring it out because I have too much respect for Roland. But I, I do. I, it was a good night for Baseball America. So I hope everybody enjoyed the interviews. And, J.J., it was just personally it was awesome to see you present that award to the Royals. I know it had to mean to you because you've gotten to know these guys over the year. And you weren't a being grow up a Royals fan, but you've gotten to know intimately the story of this organization. You told it well on the station. I, I know it had to mean a lot to you to, to be able to sit here and talk about it with Dayton. It was fun because this. I was joking with some of their guys. I remember sitting, you know, with Lonnie Goldberg in Kinston in 2010, watching Eric Hosmer and learning about the game from him. Because watching Lonnie, who was one pitch ahead of the pitcher, the entire night, which is one of those freakish things to watch. But to see a team again, you know, when I was introducing it, the point I made is this: when Dayton was hired, he said, "We're going to build a winner through scouting and player development." I think it's fair to say that every general manager ever hired by the Kansas City Royals has said that. And that's not a, no, that's not besmirching right. any of the ones who came before. It's not like anybody came in there and said, we're the Kansas City Royals. We're going to build through free agency. Exactly. But they did it. And the thing about it is, is that they did. And that is, it's something where it's fun to watch when you see an organization, and it took a while. But they're proof, the Pirates are proof. That, you know, if you build through scouting player development, it can take a while. But there is a reason to be patient. And that was fun to – it really has been fun to kind of have at least a little bit of sneak behind the – you know, sneak peek behind the curtain of kind of as they've built it. We just want to thank everybody who came out tonight. I mean, Alex Jackson, our high school player of the year. Tom McNamara of the of the Mariners, who presented. Theo Epstein was here with the Cubs. The Cubs won so many awards tonight. But Theo, Jed Hoyer, that whole front office. Jason Ripken McLeod. Baseball. Ripken Baseball was our one of our primary sponsors that came out tonight. So it was a good night for Baseball America, and uh, we hope everybody enjoyed it. And one of these one of these years, JJ, we're going to have the gala, and there's going to be a live studio audience behind it, and we'll stream it and all that good stuff. But baby steps, we had to get it back. We had to get first. it back going. So glad to do that. So, for John Manuel, I'm J.J. Cooper with a special edition of the Baseball America Podcast. So long, everybody. America Podcast. So long, everybody. Nice buns. Soft, fluffy, and ultra-low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra-low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O.